You know you're doing something right on an unofficial weekend when I'm starting to see the haters come out of the woodwork again. The rival fans. Wait, is Miami allowed to do that? Let's talk about it. You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much to the everydayers for making Locked On Canes your first listen and first watch each and every day. So the Hurricanes had uh, basically a couple dozen, if you include 2025s and 2024s, blue chip prospects on campus this past weekend, including a big handful of five stars and four stars. And I start to see the rival fans complaining because they ended Saturday with a pool party at Mario Cristobal's house. And the rivals are like, wait, I have studied the bylaws. The NCAA unofficial guidelines say you can't do this, that, and the other. Folks, Mario Cristobal lives within a mile away from campus. So it was fully allowed to have these guys over, jumping in the pool, all that stuff. And there were a number of top visitors. We're going to talk about them. So why not bring in our recruiting expert, Brian Smith, who is a colleague of mine at All Hurricanes. He is now the recruiting expert of the Locked On Network. This guy is going to be like the recruiting overlord by the time the year is over. <laughs> Brian, how are you, sir? I don't know if I've ever been called an overlord before. I got to mark this down on the counter. This is good stuff, bro. Thank you. <laughs> I, I like that. I'm doing well, though. Doing and well. I want to let people know, Brian, Brian is so good at his <laughs> overlord duties. Uh, he was actually in Atlanta over the weekend yeah. watching our guy, Judd Anderson, throw yeah, and right. work out at Elite 11 Atlanta. So we are going to talk about that. But I wanted to talk about some of these blue chippers, Brian, that were on campus sure. and they were at the pool party and all the haters are chirping and talking. So uh, this one is one of the more interesting recruits. David Stone, five-star defensive tackle out of IMG Academy. There's been, like, over the last month and a half, there's been this major tug-of-war between Miami and Oklahoma because he spent a lot of time on Miami's campus in March. Then he spent a lot of time on Oklahoma's campus in April. That's where he's from originally, so there could be, like, a dream school type of thing where there with Oklahoma. But then David Stone was back at Miami this past weekend. What's the latest on his recruitment? You, you just answered it. Um, don't go by what they say, but what they do is an old adage in recruiting. Um, I was with him a little less than a month ago, and he he loves Miami, he loves Oklahoma, etc. He's not going to make a decision that sticks, in my opinion, between now and the end of this summer, although he might make a public announcement. He likes the visits. He enjoys the recruiting process too much, but Miami has his ear. You don't take multiple unofficial visits for the heck of it. He can go to any school he wants. Why would you do that? So, again, listen to what he does, not what he says. And that goes for any recruit. Miami's going to be in it to the end, and I expect pretty much a signing day kind of decision for Mr. Stone. Is he the very best defensive tackle in the class, in your opinion? If you want a up-the-field one-gap guy, I think so. And that yeah, that's what he is. He's 285, 290. Um, I, there are just so few guys at his size that can rush the passer naturally, and he has hand technique. He's at IMG Academy, for those who don't know, and he's coached very well. That's a young man that's going to play on passing downs regardless of where he goes to school for pretty much day one. 
learning to play the run and getting stronger and all that's part of being a D tackle. I get it. But on third and six, yeah, he'll be in the game. And that, again, there's nothing worse for a quarterback than right in front of him, the guy coming through because, yeah, I mean, the play's busted. So that's why he's so heavily recruited. Now, I believe Stone's a national top 10 player. Now, you know, there were uh, obviously a guy like Stone has not yet committed anywhere. There were some players uh, at Miami who are committed to other places but are keeping their recruitment somewhat open. One of those is five-star cornerback Ellis Robinson the fourth, also from IMG Academy. He's a Georgia commit, Brian, mm. but he said it a couple weeks ago. He's giving other programs a chance to shoot their shot. And, you know, Miami is getting an opportunity to shoot their shot with him. They're going to get an official visit with him as well. Uh, tell me a little bit about Ellis Robinson, the fourth as a player. And, you know, is, is he 100% rock solid to Georgia just going through the process? Or what do you think there? Uh, two things. Number one, as a player, technically, uh, his confidence, all of that for a corner, a young kid, is tremendous. Again, IMG, uh, he's a guy that takes his craft very seriously, and he has the hand technique, the feet, and the natural twitch. But he's also a kid that is off the field, just like shooting the breeze with him. This is the kind of guy you want to be around. So he's he's the full package. And that's why Georgia and you know pretty much the free world offered him before his junior year. So I even heard some chatter that he was the best corner at IMG last year, even though a certain kid went to Alabama. So from that, so that, that puts things in perspective. As far as Miami and what he's going to do, Georgia, it's the same thing as what I said with Stone. Actions over words. Is he committed to Georgia? Well, based on verbiage, but he keeps visiting other schools, Miami in particular. What does that tell you? Miami is a player for his services. I don't care what any of these kids say. If you keep visiting, you are not 100% or even close to being committed. That's that's just the way it is. So here's a player that has been trending to Miami, and I would consider, you tell me if you disagree, but I would consider Miami to be the favorite right now for four-star tight end uh, Caleb Odom from Carrollton, Georgia. Uh, he, I, I continue, Brian, every time he visits, uh, I get, he visited back in, uh, in April, I believe he's either late March, early April. I saw him there during spring football. He was on Miami's campus for the second time. The feedback continues to be very good there. What can you tell me about this player? It's ironic that Odom was on Miami's campus. Cause I was at his campus in Carrollton, Georgia, where the elite 11 was this past <laughs> I week. I didn't realize that's exactly yeah, where it was. I was wow. Julian Lewis, the stud 26 kid who will probably be the number one player in the country, is his, is his quarterback. And I was kidding him about where Odom was going. He's like, I know, but I can't tell you. And whatever that means. Uh. But uh, it's, it's hilarious because I, I was there and he was down in Miami, the school I covered. But anyway, Odom's a great kid. His catch radius is ridiculous. And he's the kind of player that I was surprised he didn't get more offers even earlier than he did. Now he's got pretty much everybody. Um, I've heard Miami, I've heard Ole Miss, I've heard other schools, but Miami and Ole Miss are the two. It just depends on who you talk to on at least going into this past weekend, which school led. I heard one person say Ole Miss is very confident. What does that mean? I don't have any contacts at Ole Miss. I've never tried. But, again, actions speak louder than words. He was just at Miami. He had to pick today based on you know, some of the things that are coming out of the visit. You say he's a hurricane, but is he going to take a bunch of official visits? Sure. Miami's going to have to stay on this one, regardless of what he does in the next month or two, all the way through. He's a kid you got to recruit. If he committed to somebody else, you, you don't stop at all. He is a difference maker on the outside. I love the kid's personality. Great guy. Uh, but right now, Miami Ole Miss. Take your pick. 
Now, I, I don't know. Maybe you have a better idea where this five-star player is trending right now. Five-star edge rusher Dylan Stewart out of Washington, D.C. He, I'm, I'm sure everybody wants this guy, but he yeah, was at Miami this past weekend. First off, he is what I like to call a three-clipper, and that is the short definition of you watch three plays on film and you can turn it off. There's no need to really continue. <laughs> That's a great it's an old adage I learned from Urban Meyer and some of his staff a long time ago at Bowling Green. That adage just always stuck with me. But anyway, he's 6'5", 230, 240, something like that, has the reach and all those things. There's probably not a Power 5 school that hasn't either A, offered or B, inquired, and if they didn't think they had a shot, they didn't bother. But he can call any school in the country and commit right now. So uh, on three has him as the number one overall player in the country, to put it in perspective. He came down to Miami and a pool party and, you know, FSU fans aside, I'm, I'm sure he had a great time. Yeah, that's it's bizarre, like picking on one school about a pool. Who cares? They were probably trying to call the cops like, hey, I'd like uh, to report uh, a loud party. Police, you need to break this up down there. Uh, could you imagine Mario answering the door? That I mean, that, that footage would be – that body cam footage, that would be just viral in seconds. <laughs> but anyway, Stewart is a guy that I have heard every possible thing about. I wouldn't even venture a guess. Yeah. My, I mean, Ohio State trends, then it's somebody else. He's South Carolina's after in Miami. I have no clue. And I've, you know, I've talked to different people. I have no idea where he's going to go. Ohio State was like the latest trend. They've got a visit set up for him in, in June. Does it even matter? Uh, again, national signing day. I, I could care less if he commits this summer. Miami's in it. The visit certifies that. And they've recruited that area pretty well. So uh, the greater Maryland area, I don't think that Miami's going to give up on him. They need pass rushers in this class just to solidify what they got. Well, I mean, you're not going to do better than Ruben Bain, don't get me wrong. Right. But if you get back-to-back -back classes like that, you change your program completely. And when, when Miami was good, when you and I were watching, like growing up, what was Miami always good at above all else? Getting to the quarterback. Yeah. I mean, it's just fact. So you put Jaden Wayne, Ruben Bain, and then you put – I mean – that would just be fun to watch just from an entertainment standpoint. And I'm sure that Jason Taylor is probably pitching that pretty hard. So um, if Miami can get him on campus for an official visit, I kind of hope they do it in the season because I, I don't see him being a kid that makes a decision this summer and sticks. Mm -hmm. okay. Another signing day, signing day guy kind of like Stone. We'll see what happens, but I, I like Miami to get at least one of his officials. There's another player who's actually a Florida State commit that I want to ask Brian about. Plus, Brian just watched Judd Anderson up close and personal at Elite 11 sure. Atlanta, so we have to talk about that. We're only getting started. Brian Smith is with us here on a new episode of Locked on Canes. Guys, if you're looking for a delicious snack, but you don't want all the sugar and calories, you need the best-tasting protein bar ever built. you got to try this. If you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices, but you don't want to compromise on taste, I've got just the thing for you. Built Bars and Built Puffs. Built Bars are healthy and they taste amazing. Seriously, they taste so amazing, you're not going to think that they're good for you. you got to try this. What makes Built Bars so good? For starters, they're all covered in 100% real dark chocolate. They come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, cookies and cream. I had a cookies and cream puff this morning, breakfast of champions, my friends. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. Only 130 calories just four grams of sugar and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't have to wait to get a box. For years, 
On here on Locked On, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. Now you can also get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club, and you can still get your specialty flavors at Built.com. I actually just ordered uh, the Red Velvet Puffs limited edition flavor at Built.com with the promo code uh, Locked On 15 is the promo code for 15% off. That's right. You can head to your local Walmart today or your Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with hit flavors like brownie batter puff and churro puff. You can thank me later because I love me some Built Bars. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. And thank you so much to the everydayers. we got a busy week planned here on Locked on Canes. We do expect to talk to Max Lawrence, uh, preferred walk-on commit uh, quarterback who just committed to Miami over the weekend. Max is a friend of the show. We're going to be bringing him on later this week again. And I may try to track down Judd Anderson as well. He's a friend of the show. But before we get Judd on later... I want to get uh, Brian's take on how Judd did in just a second. But, Brian, there's another uh, recruit that I want to ask you about who was on campus. This is a Florida State commit. This is someone who a lot of folks thought he was going to pick Miami right before he verbally committed to Florida State. Miami Central four-star athlete, but I think he's going to be a wide receiver in college, Luane McCoy. So I guess McCoy kept the door creaked open just enough that he's still willing to check Miami out. When was the last time a central kid didn't at least visit Miami? Right. <laughs> if Miami recruited him. That's the first thing to note. I mean, what is it, 20 minutes from campus? You know, something like that, give or take 30. So I've seen him play four times, maybe something like that this year. He's got burner speed, he has natural hands, and he's got really quick feet, too. He's one of the most underrated kids in the country. And it's ironic saying that because he's at Central, which is as good a public school program as there is in the United States of America. But I love the guy off the field. He's determined. Uh, I ran into him at IMG recently. He was trying to get into the Polynesian Bowl. He was one of only a handful of guys that showed up that weren't already at IMG where the contest was at. And he was out there early before everybody catching passes and stuff. He is so determined. I love the kid's attitude. But he's with the, the Miami-Florida State thing, this is fun. This kind of goes back to what I talked about with you earlier. Miami-Florida State fans, not real friendly, and either are the schools and the way they recruit. I'm sure that Miami wants to make an effort to keep Florida State out of Miami and Dade County. Yeah. I'm not really going out on a limb there, especially because you would play against him for four years. So I think he's an NFL talent, and I think Mario will go after him to the day of signing day. I, I don't see why you wouldn't. And, again, great kid. So he's, he's somebody that would help Miami. If he came to campus and enjoyed it, and again, great pool party, uh, why would you not go? Uh, sorry, FSU fans, but it's one of those things. I think he's going to at least look at Miami. I, I would, if I had to bet, he'll take an official to the University of Miami at some point. That's just my guess. Um, well, Wayne's a great guy, though. So whoever gets him going to get a hell of a player and even better kid. I like that. Well said. Uh, and I think uh, another great kid is someone you just watched throwing the football over the weekend, uh, along with a handful of other really, really good quarterbacks. But let's talk about Judd Anderson. So Judd Anderson just competed at Elite 11 Atlanta. So, Brian, let's start with the football stuff with Judd before we talk about some of the off the field stuff, because I know he makes an impression on people with his personality and his leadership as well. Let's start with the throwing mechanics. What were the good and the bad you saw from Judd up there in the ATL? He's, I, I just told somebody this a little bit ago, very consistent with his delivery over the top. And, and just to be clear, a lot of kids, their size is listed at X, and you're like, yeah, I just saw that guy. He's nowhere near that tall. He's 6'7". Right. He's humongous. 
I asked Judd how much he weighed. He said on Friday he weighed in at 223, and he's lean. Um, it was funny. There were a couple of kids listed at like 6'3", six, 6'4", six, that he was standing next to. They looked like dwarfs. It was hilarious. Uh, I was like, man, I didn't have a hard time picking him out anywhere. Didn't need to look for shoes or anything. You just knew who he was. Um, the only thing that I didn't like was early on, he aimed the ball a little bit. He just kind of got into the water slowly. After we got past about the 10, 15% mark of the event, he let it rip and he was much better. Good. I don't really think there's a more competitive kid. He was on himself and everybody else pushing everybody. And everybody there likes him. Uh, he's from the central part of Georgia. There's a lot of Georgia quarterbacks that were at the Elite 11. And they all knew him. They all liked him. Everybody worked with him. He was great with the counselors. I, I think that with his delivery and his attitude, he's he's only played one year as the main quarterback, by the way. Mm-hmm. His upside is tremendous. He's a developmental kid, but his upside is tremendous. I just want to see him play live now. I'm going to go see him, at least plan to go see him play against Warner Robins, which is one of the best programs in the country in October. It's October 27th. That'll tell me more. I know he can throw in a camp setting now because by the end of it, I didn't even pay attention to Judd. I didn't need to. I, I knew yeah. his delivery was very consistent. So now it's just about seeing whether he can take take the hit and still make the throw. It's the bottom line with a quarterback. So I like him. And for anybody that hasn't met him, you will not meet a better young man. He's the kind of guy somebody would want his daughter to date. So that's probably the best way I can put it. Could you get any sense in these workouts on his quickness and mobility? I was surprised. I knew he played basketball, but one of the things they do, and it it works against you no matter if you're right or left-handed, you will roll out against your body and turn and throw. I thought, you know, 6'7 guy, this probably isn't going to look real good. He was fine. Mm. I was like, hey, okay, that's a really good sign. He's, He's a much more limber kid than what I anticipated him to be, and that bodes well because every now and then, you know, those little short passes of the flat, they'll roll guy out just to get the four yard. You could still miss those. And he didn't have any problems with it. So I, I stock up on the, on the mobility chart for Mr. Judd Anderson. Uh, how similar is he to uh, Emery Williams? Who's just arriving at Miami this year. Are, are there comparisons to be made or anything? Maybe he does that Emery doesn't do so well or vice versa. I would say the only difference – they are very similar. The only difference is Emory was a little more confident because he'd been the guy a little longer at the, the same point. When I saw him at Elite 11 then went to watch him practice last year up at his high school, he was completely dialed in. He was the leader of the program. Everybody trusted in him. Judd is just now starting to take that point. My answer now, probably 100% different than what it would be when I go see him play against Warner Robins in October. There's a difference. And I, and I talked to him a little bit yesterday through Twitter about the offense they're going to run, the things they're going to do. And he's really excited about it. And the reason, I don't blame him, the quarterback in this offense they're going to be operating is the same one that Fromm ran, the kid that played at Georgia. Yeah. And it's the same one pretty much like Tennessee is. The coach that had Fromm is now at Jones County High School where Anderson's at, and they're going to go vertical. That's what he does well anyway. Arm strength's not going to be a problem. So I'm really curious to see it, and he was excited about it. He needs to kind of own it that I'm going to beat you. That's the only thing about him. And, again, he's only played one year, so it's not shocking. And in comparison, Emery, he believed in it, and he was super accurate. And he let it rip. He didn't care. That's the next step for Judd. And then you get to Miami and you change your body in the weight room, and that will take care of itself. 
By the way, I encourage everyone to check out allhurricanes.com because Brian wrote a very detailed review of what he saw from Judd Anderson and the other quarterbacks uh, at Elite 11 Atlanta as well. Um, and so, yeah, Brian, uh, you, you talked a little bit about the personality, but I, I think the last thing I want to get into on Judd is uh, how did how did he compare to some of the other top quarterbacks that were out there? Uh, Aaron Noland, who's uh, used to be my boy, he's dead to me now because he committed to Ohio <laughs> State, but he was out there as well. How, how does Judd look compared to some of these others? Judd is a different quarterback in terms of the size. Like he's he's hard to compare to a lot of guys because he's just so big. Air is a precision passer; he doesn't always let it rip. Um, that's the knock on him, but his delivery and his accuracy is ridiculous. So for a high school kid, especially, and he's got a year left, um, his delivery is better than some NFL quarterbacks. There's no question about it. Um, he was definitively the best player there in the senior class, and he was the only one to get the invite. I think he'll be able to play at Ohio State, and I think he'll be pretty darn good. Uh, for the record, I, I walked into the event with air. Miami was second. Alabama was third. So that's I don't think he's going to flip. Uh, he's pretty dialed in, but yeah. great kid and good luck to him. Uh, I think that if I had to compare Judd anybody, Emory's as good a fit as you could. There's not a kid that was there that I would compare him like the styles that much because he's so much bigger. But he's a little bit like this. Look at it this way. Tyler Van Dyke with more mobility is his upside. Okay. And he's only played one year of high school, so – his evaluation has just started. I've done 5% of what I need to because there's not enough to evaluate yet. Yeah. This next year, I'll have a 2,000-word article on it because I'll be able to see him at a game, and I will literally film every single throw that he makes. Until then, we're, we're talking about a kid that's a big piece of clay, and Shannon Dawson, I know flat out, is excited about him, and they, they can't wait to get him in to the University of Miami and get working with him. I love to hear that. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk with Brian Smith about the flurry of transfer portal additions that Miami made over the weekend. He got two new wide receivers and a new defensive lineman. How much is this going to help the Canes? Keep it locked right here to Locked on Canes. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We are available free, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, wherever you get your pods, and available free on YouTube. And if you want to take your everydayer status to the next level, guys, you're going to want to join our exclusive SMS texting service through subtext i send you guys text message updates directly to your show to directly to your phones i should say show previews recruiting scoops uh buzz whenever i go out to practices and if there's breaking news we let you guys know directly on your phones through subtext and you can one-on-one -on -one chat with me as well i text it very very frequently uh i haven't spent any time with my wife since we started the subtext but you know that's that's the key to a happy marriage because i don't bother her nearly as much since i'm all dialed in with this subtext but we are joined by brian smith <laughs> recruiting expert here on the locked on network so brian uh miami didn't add just one they added two wide receivers and honestly uh, a couple of people have asked me, like, Donna, are these guys, are, are they Jags or are they going to be on the bench next year? I look at the potential of Tyler Harrell, who has been, you know, uh, averaged, uh, what was it, 29 yards per catch his final year at Louisville, 29.4 yards per catch there. Jamar Kirk from Reedley College, who averaged uh, 19 yards per catch two years at Reedley. And one of our listeners uh, sent us a comment on YouTube that he went to Reedley College. So he's like, wow, this is so cool. A, a, a guy that went to my to my JUCO is now at the University of Miami. What do you think about these two additions, Tyler Harrell, uh, who transferred from Alabama, and Shamar Kirk from Reedley College? What, 
what are they going to bring to Miami's receiver room? Balance. Miami has Colby Young outside, who I think is an NFL player, and he's as dialed in as you're going to get. But he's 6'5", 215, 6'4", 215, something like that. Anybody that doubts Xavier Restrepo as a slot, I don't know what you're watching. Good luck to you. But they need more competition on the outside and just more depth anyway. May the best man win the starting job, whatever it is. Jacoby George is a good player. Maybe he wins it, maybe he doesn't. But adding Harrell and Kirk, look, you just you need bodies. Last year, what did we talk about constantly? How many guys were out? They, I mean, I don't know if that'll ever happen again in my lifetime, that many injuries. It was unbelievable. But you've got to be able to rotate guys, and you've got to have guys pushing the pile. Both of them have speed that get, gets the balance, and they both bring experience. Look, Miami improved their roster. That's, that's the number one thing. Tyler's a redshirt junior. This offense is going to go vertical. Adding that speed with Young and Restrepo and, and even some of the young guys like Nathaniel Joseph coming up too. Miami's wide receiver is going to be completely different than last year. And thank goodness yeah. for that. You and I will have some better off-the-record conversations about it, I'm sure. <laughs> I, I'm curious about Harrell in particular. He averaged in 2021 one of the most absurd statistics I've ever seen. 29 yards a catch. Crazy. I mean, he didn't have a ton of catches. He had a 90-yard or 91-yard touchdown, I think, that year. Even if you took that out, he'd still be at like 20. I mean, it's, you know. And, look, Miami, you're not going to be able to consistently just double one guy. So when you put another speed burner out there, that means if you have any issues at corner safety, whoever ends up with a Harrell or Kirk, whatever, good luck. You know, Jacoby George will be single covered or it's Colby Young that's single covered. You can't really manipulate it very well. And that will also help the run game. I expect to see a lot more soft zone. Miami's run game will benefit the most from this. I know it's not talked about. It's not sexy to discuss the running game. But if it's second down and five, look, it's it's carte blanche for Tyler Van Dyke, Shannon Dawson, and the Miami Hurricanes all. Beautiful. I love that quote. I'm going to have to clip that later. It's carte blanche. I love that. Uh, you know, Miami also added a defensive lineman. Uh, he's played uh, in the interior and on the edge, but Miami obviously needs more help on the interior. That's Anthony Campbell, originally from Kingston, Jamaica. I like his story. He transfers from ULM. Now, you know, this guy hasn't been, you know, a starter or a top line guy to this point, but I, I think the Hurricanes do like his dimensions and his potential. At six foot seven, you can't right. teach that sort of length. Uh, you know, I. Uh, I'm not exactly sure how much he weighs because I've seen him listed anywhere between 275 to, to 285, but you know he's probably under 300 pounds. What do you think about this addition, Brian? Two things. Number one, the length. You could never have enough guys with size now because so many teams throw the quick, short passes. You could have all five stars up front that are pass rushers. The other team's like, that's fine. Hike and fade. Hike and screen. Hike and you – know, they're just not going to allow it as much. you got to have some length. You have to have guys that can chase. You need athletes that make tackles from D-line out on the perimeter. And that also means rotating guys because D-linemen don't like running a lot. So he's 6'6", at least. He's listed at 6'7". He has experience playing Division I football. Miami needed a little more power. You and I have discussed that many times on the D-line. And here's another big body that can do that. I would be I'm, – I'm curious, and I have no insight on this. This is speculation on my part. On third and long – if he might play some interior uh, with his length, just just to get those hands up, if they're playing against a team that's really into the dink and dunk 
kind of stuff, and you're not going to sack them much. Miami was what, like 15th, 18th last year in the nation with 37 sacks. Everybody knows they're going to get after the quarterback, Mesador and some of those guys, Taylor. Miami's good at rushing the passer. So I, I expect teams to counter. This could be a young man that really helps. I like that. And great stuff here, as always, from Brian Smith. You want to follow him on Twitter at FBScout underscore Florida. Brian, thank you so much for taking the time, and, and thank you for watching Judd up close and in person. That was some great feedback. Ah, no problem, man. I uh, I enjoy it. It's it's fun to go out and watch kids throw it live. There's there's nothing like the live evaluation. And guys, make sure you're supporting the entire Locked On Network. There's great shows for just about any team you could imagine. Make sure you follow this show on Twitter at Locked On Canes because if you follow us on Twitter, we will follow you back at Locked On Canes. We'll talk to you guys again next time. Uh, Truth Teller Tuesday tomorrow, I think. I'm doing a uh, a speaking engagement tomorrow, so I may have to to move my schedule around a little bit. Hopefully, Bruce Warner is still able uh, to join, but we'll, we will figure that out. You know, we're going to be loaded all week long. We're going to try to track down Judd Anderson later this week. We're going to definitely track down Max Lawrence later this week, who has enrolled at Miami as a preferred walk-on quarterback. We love that kid a lot. And we'll be talking more recruiting right here on Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.